Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. Just a quick warning before you start this episode, uh, there are some spoilers for some Marvel movies that you may or may not have seen yet, um, so if you haven't seen them yet, I would suggest um, skipping over those parts. Welcome to another episode of Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Um, this week, I am joined by a dear friend of mine uh, from the big city of Chicago. Uh, he is a wrestler, Power Rangers fan, Marvel fan, just all around. Um, probably one of the coolest people I've ever met. Please welcome DJ Summers. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for that great introduction. Not a problem. Not a problem. I'm sure you say that to everybody, but it's okay. Um. Not that many words. <laughs> so, um, starting out this episode, um, we do love a good origin story here. Um, so, tell me, tell me about Baby DJ. Like how I got into wrestling, or the first iteration of that character. Um, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, let's talk about the. How, how you got into wrestling. Okay, so like a lot of, I don't know anymore. It's interesting the whole like wrestling concept now, but I didn't, my family was huge in like WWF and like Sting and Hulk Hogan, but I wasn't interested because I was too young. I cared more about the Power Rangers and cartoons. And then when I hit around my teens, a best friend of mine who sadly, our past has now left one another, but he was huge in wrestling. And because of him and playing like old SmackDown versus Raw and Xbox uh, wrestling games, I got into it because I started watching it to see who these characters were and became a fan back then. And then around 18, I did maybe trying to do it, but the person I was with was like, you're out of shape. I don't think it's going to work out for you. And I was. I mean, he, he didn't tell me a lie. But then I went into modeling and had a blast there. And I started Instagram as a model. And I followed Celeste Bonin, who used to wrestle for the WWE. She was former diva Caitlyn. She was a diva champion. And I don't know what I said or did. But she started following me on Instagram and she pretty much helped like give me the confidence to get into the ring. And I started training uh, back in 2000. It's 2021 now. Uh, 2015. And I looked up the school and they trained me and built me from the ground up. 
So tell us, tell us about your, your first match. How did that go? <laughs> I hate watching myself back is my thing. Like I have a certain, every match I've ever done, I'll be like, oh, that looked great in my head. And then I'll see it back and I'm like, ooh, that was a mess. So seeing that first, because originally I came into wrestling as a manager because when I started training, I was 125 and I didn't think I was ever going to be physical. So I was like, I'm going to be a manager. So I managed someone for a match. And then the next show, they were like, we like the character. We like the shtick. So why not give you a match? So I was in a triple threat. So it was three of us. And I was working with two other women. And the memory of it was great. I loved it. But like watching it back, it's, it's somewhat of a train wreck, like everyone's first match. But I, I sold my moves. I, I hit my marks. And it was an experience. I, I feel that. Um, usually after, after I record an episode, I won't, I won't listen back. Like I'll, I'll edit. I'll, I'll cut out what I need to cut out. But once it goes to air, I don't, I don't listen to it again. Um, the struggle's real. Yeah. So now you've been doing it for going into seven years. Um, what has been the, the highlight of your career thus far? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, like, it, it's, I can't say I wrestle anymore. The pandemic, like, stopped a lot of that. And I've been in the ring a couple of times to just bump around and work off ring rust. But now working full time, I don't have the free time that I, I did when I used to be able to train. Uh, so if like the stars and everything align, maybe I'll work on weekends again, but it's not the forefront. But my, my favorite memory or like the highlights would, ooh. When I won my first title, I will say like, that was very, I was extremely emotional after that match. Like I bawled my eyes out from the moment that uh, the bell rang afterwards until like a good 25 minutes after the match where backstage I was eating donuts to celebrate and just tears were streaming. And then it was when I worked WrestleMania weekend in New York. It was one of the first times I was able to work outside of Chicago and that same weekend, I met Celeste finally, like even though we had followed one another and we've exchanged numbers and messages, it was the first time to meet her face to face. And I was a total fangirl and she thankfully put up with my awkwardness and all of that. So I would say, yeah, winning my first title and then finally meeting Celeste were the two highlights. Um, you said currently because of the pandemic, uh, wrestling is not like in the forefront because of obvious reasons and uh, you've got a full-time job. If if the opportunity presented itself for you to, I don't I don't know what the WWE like training school is called. Um, but if that opportunity presented itself, would you would you jump on it? In a heartbeat. Like my goal when I when I decided to get into wrestling wasn't to become famous. It was I was upset of not seeing the representation that I felt I needed to see. And a lot of 
the wrestling I followed has been women's wrestling because I feel that's more queer friendly than the men. Um, so being able to do so and seeing so many queer talent on the indies and now I know some of them are in WWE or AEW and it's great to see that. So I don't feel like I need to be my own rep- representation anymore. But if they called me and said, hey, you, even if I want, they wanted me to be a referee, I would just take it because I love the industry as a whole. Like as much as I love performing, there's so many memories I've made outside of the ring because of wrestling that I think anytime you're part of the industry, you kind of get that as opposed to, I mean, some people want to be famous and good for them. That was just never my end goal. How many, how many queer wrestlers are there? Um, At least a hundred PWI, or I think it's still considered PWI, which is professional wrestler something. Sorry, I'm going to get it. Like if anybody knows, don't come for me. Um, But they listed the top 100 queer wrestlers. So, and that list came out earlier this month. So at least a hundred so that's great. And, you, you know, I wish more people felt comfortable being open, but they don't. So the fact that there is just 100, I'm happy with. Um, just off the top of your head, do you know if any of them are um, working on, like, the main stage, so to speak? Uh, Tony, no, not, what was his name? <gasps> it was one guy. Um, I can't think of his, his last name was Atlas and I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his first name, but he was signed with WWE who recently got let go during the pandemic. Uh, I don't know if it was because of budget cuts or his sexuality, but Sonny Kiss is part of AEW and he is, I have always looked up to him. He's amazingly talented and very openly queer and flamboyant. Um, I don't know his pronouns, their pronouns, but he's, ooh, they are somebody who has constantly been making waves on the scene. Um, if you could emulate a wrestler's career, um, just kind of like their path, who, who would you pick? Her, so Celeste is one that I have always just admired, but AJ Lee, uh, she's a Chicago she lives in Chicago now, um, but she worked in New Jersey and like worked her way up and I own her autobiography and she talks about how she was told that she wasn't fuckable and that she was never going to be a quote unquote diva. So instead of taking that as a insult, she took it in stride and like really put the women's division back on TV where I fell back in love with wrestling because of her and Celeste and their amazing feud at that time. So like if AJ Lee and me could have a pair, maybe I'm AJ Lee's like uh, variant in the multiverse, that is the fantasy I would live for. So speaking of uh, the multiverse, uh, let's, and for the people listening at home, um, Danny's wearing a WandaVision shirt. Um, so we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna switch over and uh, talk about Marvel Comics and the MCU for um, 
for a moment. Um, so favorite Marvel character? I mean, I'm just gonna assume that your followers don't know who my favorite character is. Cause like I have Storm tattooed on me. I have uh, Scarlet Witch tattooed on me and they're the two who, Storm has always been my number one, but because of WandaVision and Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal of that character, I fell even more in love. So it's like top two easily. Um, if, if you had the opportunity to play a Marvel character in one of the films or one of the television shows, um, which character would it be? And what, what show or movie would you want to be in? I just want to be in the X-Men. Like, I don't care who I am. I be the lead. Uh, but like Cyclops has always been someone, that's why I'm DJ Summers, is because of Scott Summers. And sadly, I'm tattooed now. Like when I grew he was such an all-American boy that I would love to play him. But if I could be like a male version of Dazzler, I think that is where my 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 gay heart would just thrive in so objectively what what is the um best offering from the mcu for me again for me so nobody comes for me uh i would say it, it is wandavision like it is my kind of humor, especially in those first couple episodes on the sitcom and really embracing those time frames and the stylings and everything Wanda did in that time frame was great. And I think her portrayal of always just kind of being in mourning has just been great. And it really showed that you don't fuck with Scarlet Witch. Like that scene of her expanding the world without even straining. I was like, check, done, checkmate. You're all fucked up. If she comes for you, you're screwed. And then Shang-Chi, I think, was amazingly well done. It was, that was, that was a beautiful film. Like it was just absolutely, it was gorgeous. Everything about that film was gorgeous. Yes. Um, shit, I should have tagged that uh, with a spoiler warning. If, if you haven't seen WandaVision, um, you have to go watch it now um, because we kind of we kind of spoiled a little bit of it for you. Um, what? It's been a year. If you haven't seen *WandaVision*, <laughs> that's your fault. It wasn't like we spoiled *No Way Home*, so which was fucking fantastic. Okay, I'm indifferent. I don't. I don't like. People okay, so uh, uh, I don't know where this is going to go. So, spoiler warning: If you haven't seen uh, *No Way Home*, <laughs> pod like stop here go see it and then then come back and rejoin this episode okay am i am i hold with or no you're good let's go okay no i just i'm not a fan of peter parker like i think the fight scenes were great and the fight scene with him and dr strange was gorgeous but peter parker fuck that guy like, I have never liked that character, especially Tom Holland being, I, how old is he now? 17 in these movies? 
you have no business being part of the MCU right now, and I'm triggered. Where Aunt May died because of you. Like, you did not learn anything from dealing with Mysterio is you don't trust the bad guy. So, fuck Peter Parker. I mean, that's that's your opinion. It's it's wrong, um, <laughs> but that is that is your opinion. Um, so there's kind of there's kind of a divisive um, question floating around uh, the MCU fandom, and I just kind of I want to get your take on it. Should there should there be a WandaVision season two? I don't think so. Like, I, my issue right now with a lot of the MCU TV shows is I don't feel, like, I, obviously they're all setting up for other things, but I wish one of these shows would just kind of end. And I, kind of what, what I did enjoy about Spider-Man is it was a movie. Like, it wasn't leading into anything else. It wasn't teasing anything. But that's, I think, the MCU's biggest issue is they don't know when just to stop something. And for me, like, the season finale of WandaVision was great, and it was great to see what may happen. I also just kind of wish it felt more like a season finale. So we know she's coming for other movies. I don't think she needs another, another TV show. Unless they decide to wrap it up somehow where it feels like an ending. I I definitely I I agree that there 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 should not be a a season two um, because I don't feel like there's more to that story to tell. Um, I feel like though the if they're going to bring her back for another show, it it needs to be like a lead in to the Young Avengers. Or like even put her with Agatha because Agatha and Starlight are two people who are constantly with one another in the comics. So if that's where they decide to go, I'm all for it. But Wanda doesn't need another show by herself. Like we mourned with you. It was great. Westview's gone. It's, It's okay. Are you excited for um, Multiverse of Madness? Yes. I, when, even before one division premiere, like when they said Scarlet Witch was going to be a part of Doctor Strange, I was all for it. And the fact Sam Raimi is doing it, I'm really hyped for it because I do enjoy him. Um, is is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to as far as the future of the MCU goes? I just, I want the X-Men to be finally embraced. Like, it, even in the comics, the X-Men are very much looked down upon, which you would think with everything else that happens in Marvel Comics, they would accept mutants. But alas, they don't. So, but I just, I really just want a good X-Men movie because I love all the X-Men movies. Like I'm an X-Men stand. I take, but I am also self-aware enough to be like, you know, these movies, they're not great. It's okay. Um, so maybe just a good portrayal of Storm. I know Storm has been rumored to be part of Wakanda too. Um, 
So we'll see. There, there is a rumor floating around that um, the Illuminati are going to be introduced in Multiverse of Madness, which kind of opens the door um, for the X-Men because famously uh, Charles Xavier is a member. So as is um, Mr. Fantastic and a few other people um but that is that is just a rumor um so we will we will see what happens um also the wakanda forever storm rumor it is it is rumored um that shit her name just left me um michaela cole. oh okay. michaela cole i know beyonce is rumor too I love Beyonce, I do, um, but she's not an actress. Um, Agreed. But nor was Halle Berry when she was Storm, but that's n- neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the, the Storm that we deserved in the original trilogy of X-Men films was Angela Bassett. Um, Agreed. We didn't get that, but we got her as the Queen Mother in Black Panther, and for that I am thankful. But yes, uh, the rumor is Michaela Cole is playing Storm. Um, but again, these are just rumors. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited for Black Panther 2. Um, I'm really oh. interested to see what they're going to do with it. I am so... I'm going to see it, but I'm also going to have a box of tissues with me. Because Black Panther, up until WandaVision, was my number one. But that movie was so well done and Chadwick passing like it's one of the few celebrities that passed that really got to me where I was just like oh 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 my god like try not to get emotional now so we'll see like that that's my only thing is to see that movie is gonna be very hard and it's so sad what happened yeah so there's um there's another fandom that you are quite a bit involved in um quite the power rangers fan sir (laughs) what just slightly just a little bit just a little bit you know i became very well known being the mighty morphin power bottom but you know it was just a gimmick i'm not a real fan of power rangers um favorite season (gasps) so okay it's all the ones that are tattooed on me in some way or another, uh, but Mystic Force has always been when Disney owned Power Rangers at that time. And when Disney owned Power Rangers, it was very storytelling based and less action. So like, but that one, it just, I don't know if it was just because like, I was really kind of accepting being gay, but the Pink Ranger had a line and it was ever changing as the wind. And that has, like, been my mantra ever since hearing that. Who is, um, who's your favorite Power Ranger ever? Character or, like, actor? Both. So the character would be Vita from Mystic Force. She was the pink Mystic Force Ranger. And then it's a toss-up for a favorite actor would be Patrick David, who was the Psycho Red Ranger. 
but that's also because me and him are acquaintances. So I'm like, by default, he's my favorite. And then Karen Ashley, who was Aisha, I just saw her at C2E2 basically naked. And that's just a great memory right now. So I would say her <laughs> too. Okay. Um, so this topic uh, leads us into our um, listener letter. Um, it comes to us from Lottie in Newcastle in the UK. Hello, Lottie. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for writing in. Um, there, there have been several Power Ranger films. Uh, most recently, uh, there was the kind of indie reboot um, with uh, Elizabeth Banks. But Lottie would like to know who you would cast in a Power Rangers film if you were in charge and what the story would be? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, Mighty Morphin is because, like, is the reason why I got into Power Rangers, like many others. But I think they need to stop rebooting Mighty Morphin specifically. Uh, like, I enjoyed the new movie with Naomi Scott. But... I'm tired of seeing like Kimberly, Trini, and Jason and those characters. So, actor, huh? That's a good question. Who do I? I don't know that many actors. Or like, oh, I would say Amy Adams. I would just want Amy Adams in a movie again because I absolutely love her. Um, but the storyline, like, I think centering around teenagers is a great thing to do with Power Rangers. Because it really is just kind of accepting who you are and the fact that even though I trash Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, well, I, I think that would be great. Or something a little grittier is what I need. Like, you have giant robots destroying your city and nobody dies? Like, questions. Like, do, do you guys get evacuated when you see a monster come in? Um, so I, maybe a little more real world based would be the story. Like, I don't, as much as I am a fan, like, I love the cheesiness of Power Rangers and I accept it for what it is with that. But yeah, I would say if we could make it a little more gritty, like similar to the MCU movies where have it really take place in our time where there are consequences every time you do just decide to destroy a building would be a great interpretation and something no one has seen when it comes to the Power Rangers. So you, you'd want it like MCU reality gritty, but not like full on DCEU ridiculous no, gritty. No, no, no. Like, so Lightspeed Rescue was a season of Power Rangers where it was like a firefighter, a... Uh, what is what, the person who rides in the ambulance? What is that? What is that called? An EMT. An EMT. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Total blank. Um, where they were, they were all like normal people, superheroes, and there were scenes where, like, they're like, "Well, we couldn't save this person in this built burning building." Where it's still a kid show, but you also know that it's based in the real world. Um. Out of the all the Power Rangers films, I think there's four, five, 
four or five? I know there's at least three. I mean, three have legit been in theaters. Um, which is your favorite? I gotta go with like the original because it is so like campy and of the time of like we're cashing in to the Power Rangers where a lot of the stuff doesn't make sense and it works. You know, like I think the issue with the reboot movie was they were trying to lead it into this whole franchise and they got canceled. So a lot of that movie was building up and now it's gone nowhere. The the reboot did uh, kind of launch the career um, for that one guy who was in Stranger Things. Who's oh, uh, the Red Ranger. Yeah. But, but same with Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott became huge after Power Rangers. But she was in Charlie's Angels and was Jasmine in Aladdin. So, oh, and I know right. she, she was rumored to play in Eternals for the MCU. She was one of the early castings. That was also a good film. Aladdin? Eternals. I enjoyed it. I know, I understand why people didn't enjoy it. But visually, I thought it was a gorgeous movie. And seeing those powers done the way they were done was really nice. It was a very different take. Yeah, no, uh, I, I felt like Aladdin was unnecessary. A lot of the, the live action, quote unquote, Disney movies are very unneeded. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like when, you know, the Jungle Book was very well done. Um, it was it was a fantastic watch, and it should have stopped. Like that that should have that should have been like not not all of them work. Aladdin was one of them. The Lion King was definitely one of them. The Lion King made no sense. Where I'm like, you guys are saying it's live action, but it's not. I'm very confused. It's also if if I wanted if I wanted to see the live action Lion King, I could go to the zoo. Um, right, right. So we are now at the end of the episode, sir. Um, at this point in the show, if there is anything that you would like to plug, or if you'd like to um, share your social media handles, whatever you want to do in this last little bit, it's it's all yours. Well, thank you for having me on, especially since I'm no longer wrestling for the most part. Uh, but if anyone wants to follow me and my thirst traps, you can do so at DJ underscore Summers 91 on Instagram. Um, thank you, sir, for um, being on the show today. I have, I have enjoyed this immensely. Um, Anytime that you would like to come back to this show or one of the others, you are more than welcome to. I always have a place for you. Oh, good, because I absolutely love talking to you. Great host. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. 
Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.